This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Ghana, voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. My dear friend, welcome once again to today's reflection. Today we are on the topic, tomorrow is past. Tomorrow is past. It is said, yesterday is history, today is reality, and tomorrow a mystery. Despite the mystery and unpredictability about the future, with God tomorrow is as certain as yesterday. Six months before Jesus' birth, his future 
mission was stated in the past tense. God has visited and redeemed his people. This can be found in Luke chapter 1, verse 68 and 69. Jesus was in the womb. And his earthly ministry, death and resurrection lay in the future. Yet, his mission is written in the past tense. With God, the future is already history. He's already set things in motion to accomplish our hopes for tomorrow. Because of this, we can confidently face the future. Because our living Savior Jesus Christ has visited our tomorrow and has made it as certain as yesterday. There is a song by Bill Gaither which goes, Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. My name is Margaret Abebrese. Thank you for listening. He is able. He is able. Through prayer, the impossibilities of man become the possibilities of God. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 10 verse 27. Matthew chapter 10 verse 27. I read, What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Remember, God is indeed able. Anything that is impossible for you, is possible for him. And as he has told you, make sure you tell others. God richly bless you. I am Bell Dollar Bill. Listener, brace yourself as we bring to you a continuation of the discussion, Christian marriage. Maybe let me step back a bit into history. Okay. You know, um, until recently, we, we didn't have unified laws on inheritance, intestate okay. succession. Okay. So... Before the ordinance, marriage ordinance or Christian Marriages Act was passed, if a man died intestate, succession was regulated by the customary law of the man. And in the past, uh, it was widespread, particularly among Akans. Um, once a man dies intestate, the, the children and the wife were deprived of almost all the assets acquired in the course of that marriage. And customary law 
perfectly allowed that. So, originally, it would seem as if the marriage ordinance was passed to address some of those issues. And for that matter, if one was married under the ordinance, that marriage brought along with it certain rights and protections. So, even when a person died um, intestate under that law, the children and the wife were protected. They could inherit uh, uh, most of the things and the customary law necessarily was not applicable. And so now you will realize that in the past, if somebody was going to marry uh, under the ordinance, going to have a wedding, the family members, particularly the male, uh, the family of the male will be grumbling and they, they will think that he's going to uh, uh, mortgage his rights and so on. But let me say that with the coming into force of the Intensive Succession Act, yes. those provisions have been um, repealed, so they are no longer um, applicable. So it doesn't matter really, uh, strictly, whether you married under custom or under the act, the marriage, for uh, purposes of uh, determining whether there was in place a marriage or not, it is a marriage. But as I said earlier, one is potentially polygamous, which means that if the man decides to marry additional wife or wives, there, there is no bar legally that uh, would prevent him. He, the man may choose to be uh, monogamous because of his faith, because uh, many Christians uh, agree that Bible teaches that uh, marriage should be monogamous, but otherwise, uh, custom, customary law permits men to marry additional wives if they, they choose so to do. There is another uh, difference. Customary marriages contracted under custom could be dissolved, unfortunately, if it is not working, simply by the families meeting and uh, returning what they collected what they collected not even in full, in full yes. symbolically uh, uh, some coins or uh, uh, items symbolic items will be returned to the family of the man or if it is the woman depending upon the, the requirements of that custom and the marriage is perfectly dissolved uh, th that is for customary law for ordinance marriage contracted under ordinance the law strictly uh, insists that it has to go to court for a dissolution to take place so in some specific details those two marriages are different different yes. totally different because that, that was what i was going to go to whether there the, the were any advantages or disadvantages associated with either going under ordinance or going customarily but i think to a very large extent, you've addressed some of those fundamental uh, differences so that people would know, I mean, the consequences, you know, for taking a particular step, if I would use that. Yeah, that and that and the earlier caller asked whether there is an attempt to regulate. Regulate, yes. That was what I was going to come to. Is, yes. Not as I am aware of, but I think that um, increasingly we all agree that um, we must be reasonable. Um, it is not easy to define what is reasonable. But I know in practice that the status of the woman, uh, 
is taken into consideration for example um, if you are going to marry a woman who is a GSS graduate uh, uh, chances are that the dowry will be uh, lower than a woman who is uh, maybe a qualified uh, medical practitioner um, and so on and so forth okay. so the social status of the prospective would be a factor it, it is usually no a factor really any legal uh, there is no and marriage could be very simple in some uh, communities all you need is a bottle of uh, some uh, alcoholic drink whether it's a potential or, or something or similar to it some <laughs> <laughs> something similar to it so uh, you you have a choice really sure. and um, um, if you love the woman then probably you are willing to uh, make the necessary savings and find the means to perform the rights as her custom requires okay um, we received a text from Matilda from Adenta and she's asking will my man- marriage not be accepted under the customary marriage if my family does not accept my man in other words, she, she's trying to say, well, if, if her family, uh, the family doesn't accept the man uh, she's, she's bringing at the, customary law. The straightforward answer is no. But, I mean, it is not difficult to understand it. I had said earlier that customary law marriages are contracted between two families. Yes. You, you must go to the family of the woman. And they signify their acceptance of you by by accepting the items uh, prescribed by them. So if they don't consent, where do you go to present those items? Uh, there are elaborate procedures. Uh, in fact, um, among accounts, for example, um, people are nominated from their respective families as a sort of uh, supporters. Uh, people you, you could fall on in the event of difficulties uh, to assist you resolve your issues and so on even to date those uh, practices are still maintained uh, so if the families are not in agreement um, you may have something but I'm not sure you can call it a customary marriage okay okay and I think Godfrey's uh, question uh, after he's done the customary He's performed the customary rights. Is it necessary to have weddings? Let, let me tie into a question I wanted to, to find out from you. Uh, the rules of Bibles and rings in, in, in all of this. Uh, okay. Um, I wouldn't... It, I think that it depends upon the individuals and what they want to do. Um, as I said earlier, customary marriage is a full marriage recognized by law. If you don't have Christian marriage, it doesn't mean your marriage is less in terms of significance or importance. But um, as I, I explained earlier, mm. they are different. And you may choose to have Christian marriage if that is your decision uh, but it doesn't make it less if you don't do it you just listened to a discussion on the topic Christian marriage
A continuation will be brought to you later. For any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or zero two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana. of truth. I am your pastor, Ebenezer Quay. It's always a joy to come into the presence of the Lord to share His Word. In this series, I'll be sharing with you sermons on the theme, Hope in the Midst of Hopelessness. Sometimes we come to the streets of life and we come face to face with difficulties and sometimes all hope may be gone. But even in this situation, God can give us hope. To begin, let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your love and grace. Thank you that you can give us hope in the midst of hopelessness. This time, speak to us. Turn our lives around and let all things work together for good to them that love you. Let this be our experience. In Jesus' name, amen. The first sermon title is Hope for the Hopeless. Hope. For the hopeless. And our main scripture text is taken from Romans chapter 4, 
from the verse 15 through to 21. The Bible says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations, in the presence of him who he believed God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. This is the word of God concerning the life of Abraham. I want to ask some few questions, even as we have listened to the text. Was there any situation in your life that made you ask, can anything be done about this? And probably the answer was, nothing at all can be done. This is a failed situation. This is a hopeless situation. When you listen to the text carefully, you will realize that the Bible said, contrary to hope, Abraham, the one who was promised, he can do it. Sometimes we see carnages on our roads and we look at the situation of the car and we say this car is irreparable or it has gone beyond repairs. Sometimes we are declared unfit to live or survive by doctors. Sometimes we have terminal conditions, situations that are bad and getting worse by the day. And sometimes they make us anxious and desperate. And it seems all hope is gone. And we ask, can there be any hope in this situation? Sometimes we look at the situations and we see that nothing is working. All things have become fruitless, impossible, bleak, doomed to failure, fruitless and unpromises. All these things reflect a state of hopelessness. But as we have read Romans chapter 4, 16 through 21, we have realized that Abraham and Sarah came to such a dire situation but trusted and hoped in God for a better day. And indeed, God worked out something in their lives. A man by name Allen said that when you say a situation or a person is hopeless, you are slamming the door in the face of God. What this means is that what men may term hopeless, God can turn it to become hopeful. If God out of nothing can do something, then in God there can be hope even for the hopeless. There is hope for you, even in your present situation. When we read the same Romans chapter 4, the 19th verse, the Bible says, His own body already dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. This was their situation. They had bodily weakness already dead, old age, deadness of Sarah. All these things were contrary to hope. As verse 18 says, indeed, their situation was a hopeless situation. When you read the Bible, it says they hope against hope. They were hoping 
against hope. Indeed, their situation was very bad, but actually they believed and trust God, and God saw them through. When you read the King James Version of the same verse, it says, Who against hope believed in hope? When you read the New King James Version, it says, Who contrary to hope in hope believed? Presently, your situation may not be the best. Conditions may not be the best. But just as Abraham, out of nothing, out of hopelessness, hoped and therefore saw a result, if you can hope in God this time, I'm sure something good will come out of your situation. You see, when hope combines with faith, the impossible happens. Abraham and Sarah, though everything seems to be against them, in hope believed. In the midst of the hopeless situation, you can still hope in God. He can do something new in your life today. If you have hope, I am sure it will be well. Now, her difficulty, that is Sarah's difficulty in believing what God has said is factual. Why? It is natural to think that way. How can a woman who has passed her menopause and is very old think that she could give birth? What was their problem? They were well advanced in age. Things seemed not to be on their side. But God came into the picture and he turned things around. When we read Genesis chapter 17 verse 1, the Bible says, When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Now, God looking at Abraham at the age 99 could come to him and give him such a promise. I am sure that your situation is not as bad as that of Abraham. And if God can give Abraham hope even in his situation, then he can do it for you. We will continue this series in the next segment. But until then, God be with you. God bless you. May he sustain your faith. May he give you hope even in the midst of hopelessness. I am Ebenezer Kwe, your radio pastor, and this is Moment of Truth. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or zero two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu dot edu dot gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. (laughs) 